Hey, we are back for another excellent adventures. Reese right here, live from Media Campus West. We got a very special guest, Dre Taylor, all the way from Kansas City. He might be in Africa. I don't know where he's at. He's got a lot of great things going on, some amazing things happening in the co-op sector as well as aquaponics. He's going to be telling us and teaching us how to grow, how to start your own and grow your own and the importance of it. Without further ado, let's introduce Dre Taylor to the Excellent Adventure Show with your boy Reese. What's up, Dre? Hey, what's going on, boss? How you doing? Man, I'm feeling great. Uh, man, let, let's talk about these things. So on Excellent Adventures, we talk about people that are doing backyard chicken farming and, and growing co-ops, all types of homesteading. And people want to know about your adventure. And you've got something amazing going on in the Midwest out in Kansas City. One of our good friends of the show, A.B., said we got to get Dre on. He's doing some stuff out here that's keeping people fed and sustainable living. So we got to talk about this, man. Let's talk about this KC Urban Farm Co-op. Let's talk about the NVA aquaponics and everything you got You got moving along. All right? Yeah, that'll work. Uh, yeah, it's a lot to, to cover, but I'll try to cover as much as I can. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually in Ghana right now. Uh, yeah, I'm here full time, uh, living my life over here. So I moved from Tennessee, so maybe last year, but I've been coming like the last four years. Yeah, yeah I did have a stuff, I had a lot of stuff going on in Kansas City. Uh, started off with now Valley Aquaponics, I was on Twitter at the Wild Bash, and so I had a mentoring program called Medicine Men. So I want to teach my boys how to grow food. And so I had over 200 boys, you know, from 2012, like time the pandemic hit, and that's when we stopped mentoring. But I wanted them to teach, teach them how to grow food. So we had like a small little aquaponics uh, setup that we built in uh, where we used to mentor at this old elementary school that I attended. And so we built like a little small four foot by eight foot grow table in the basement of that school. And we had like a hundred gallon fish tank. And so we let the boys, you know, make a little aquaponic system, first time using hand tools, saws, tape measures, and things like that. So we built a little system, had, uh, you know, T5 lights we used for the lighting. And they was growing everything from lettuce, spinach, cabbage, tomatoes. Uh, he was even doing black soldier fly larva uh, there too. We had partnered with Lincoln University, Black HBCU. They were self-facilitating us growing fish. And so we used that model, that little four foot by eight foot table. And we would show people how to grow food. We bring funders down into the basement of the school we was mentoring out of. And that basically led to uh, now about aquaponics. So we got five plots of land in the urban core of the city. You know, and uh, we cleared the land, the trees, city health care land. And then we built a big greenhouse, 30 foot by 150 foot greenhouse. They a property in the middle of the hood, and uh, we put an outside garden, the size of a block, and there was free food for people in the community to eat whenever they wanted to eat. So it was like our security system, had a built-in security system. So as long as people was eating free and getting the food, uh, then we, had, we didn't have to worry about anybody breaking in and stealing stuff from the greenhouse. So we involved the community there. We had about 5,000 people that would come yearly. Wow. Over 50 countries. 50 countries represented. Um, I was growing 30,000 tilapia inside of the place. I had, you know, multiple layers of vegetables growing on different tiers. Uh, my, my fish tanks was, had two fish tanks that was six feet deep, four foot wide, 
120 feet long. So two 20,000 gallon tanks. And I had one tank that was half that size. And so we had about, uh, I think it was like 30,000 gallons of water or 50,000 gallons of water inside our, inside our greenhouse. Yeah. For our fish growing that. Wow. You know, so, so when you have this huge facility, this greenhouse, and you've got uh, a fish tank basically as the base of it, and on top of the fish tank, you got so you got your tilapia growing. Everybody loves some tilapia, right? Like mine with a little hot sauce. And then you got you got uh, the the plants growing on top of the on top of the aquaponic system. So everything is kind of like a self sufficiency. It's like a circle going. Yeah, you pump the water up to the grow days where we run vegetables at. It touches the water, then go back to the fish. It's clean water or cleaner water, and the water supplies nutrients to the vegetables. So, you know, mm-hmm. basic aquaponic system. Uh, that we almost say basic because I actually got a, a patent on that uh, on my system because I was breeding black soldier larvae. So it was a self-harvesting system where okay. I could breed black soldier larvae and have them crawl out. And go into the fish tank if I wanted them to, or collect the, the larva uh, and feed them when I wanted to feed the fish. So you uh, have a full self-sufficient system going. Yeah, pretty much. So I think that like the first self-harvesting, you know, system I think in the country possibly. But uh, mm. that was that was before I left to Ghana. So you know, I closed the operation now. But when I was doing the aquaponics, I started up Kansas City Urban Farm Co-op. And so the idea behind that was that uh, you have more access to a firearm than you do organic fruit uh, mm-hmm. in an urban core. And so I wanted to be able to grow enough food, you know, to be able to supply organic food, especially fruit, to supply people in the community. So uh, we had a large turnout of people who wanted to be a part of the co-op, who was concerned about the food sovereignty. And so uh, I had like 20 people show up in like three weeks time period for meat. You know, so uh, we had a good turnout, and uh, we ended up after going to different locations. The city was going to give us some land to do so. So we set on a place called Swole Park, uh, one of the biggest public parks thing in the country. And uh, we grew, we had like 200 fruit trees that we started with, 100 beehives, mm. 100 paroles of like blackberries and raspberries. Uh, and I think coming up on this year, I think it's our fourth or fifth year. Uh, it might be the fifth year, I believe. And so I have a pretty good harvest. So I wanted to be able to grow, you know, at least a million pounds of fruit in 20 years. Wow. So, so where, maybe I missed this, but where is this located? It's in Kansas City, Missouri. As well. Okay. And that's still, that's still operational where you've got thousands of people coming every single year to get, to get food that you're supplying to the, to the community. Yeah, we don't have as many people as I have for now about aquaponics. Uh, it's not like an urban core, uh, and it doesn't have as many people as the fruit trees. You know what I mean? People ain't excited to see the fruit trees. Uh, people wasn't <laughs> gotcha. excited to see, you know, 30,000 tilapia insects growing food inside of a greenhouse. You know, so people are excited about that. But uh, we still get visitors to come out there for the, for the uh, co-op. And so I, even though I don't run it, you know, I'm still the co-founder of it. And they pretty much got it going and still running it to this day there in, uh, in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. How important is it to have a co-op in those areas or have uh, access to these fresh foods in those areas that you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, it should be important because, I mean, if, when the pandemic hit, if you can see, 
or experience, you know, when people are going crazy uh, and a food shortage, mm-hmm. uh, that, that should have been a telling sign that at any given point in time, things can hit the fan. You need to have access to, you know, fruit or vegetables or at least some seeds. Um, I had people contact me from four hours away in St. Louis grocery stores trying to get food for me because uh, uh, the supply chain was messed up. Mm. Uh, they couldn't get access to, to, to certain foods. And so they was contacting me four hours away to get food for me. And I, you know, it was a, it was a main grocery store. I never heard of them before. So, wow. uh, you know, that that's, that's the primary reason. Because people think, you know, everything's always going to be good. I was gonna be food there, but as you seen, you know, when the pandemic hit, everybody was scrambling, stocking up, and there was running out a lot of stuff. So that should have been a telling sign to say, okay, if we didn't believe it then, we need to believe it now. We need to move forward, start growing our own food. Absolutely. Right now we got Dre Taylor. We're talking about his aquaponics uh, journey, his co-op journey. Now he's out in Ghana. I do want to touch base a little bit on on, on your introduction and all of this. Like, how did you get started? What gets you, uh, I guess, interested in starting these projects and getting into aquaponics and growing? Uh, see, I was I was on YouTube, you know, uh, going out a rabbit hole with YouTube. You know, okay. I came across aquaponics, you know what I mean, back in like 2009 or something like that. So this and is then, fairly new, and I, I, I'm, I'm cutting you off, and I apologize for that, but I want to cut you off for a reason. 2009, this is fairly new. This is almost in the 10, 14-year range of years ago. You just get on YouTube, and you look at something, and now you're interested. Yeah, it was some, something my uncle was telling me about. He was telling me about, you know, you can grow vegetables and rocks. You know, and I'm like, what? You're growing vegetables and rocks? I never heard of that. Yeah, you know, an aquaponic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your rocks is a growing medium, gravel. Mm. And so uh, my uncle was telling me about it. You know, I got, you know, family that I used to farm and shell properties and stuff like that in Mississippi and Arkansas. I was in Arkansas at the time. My family Mm -hmm. grew food and had farms and stuff like that. So it wasn't nothing that wasn't not familiar. I was aware of it, but I just wasn't doing my stuff. but in 2009, 10, uh, I heard about aquaponics, and then after that, I uh, was looking online something, and I see an uh, aquaponic workshop at a local high school. Okay. And so, me and my uncle, my uncle, me and my uncle, my grandfather went to the workshop, we built an aquaponic system, and then we went to our individual house. So my grandfather's own aquaponic system, my uncle had his, and I had my own. So we built the aquaponic system from there, and you know, we started doing it from there. They didn't continue doing theirs, but I, I just expanded on it and built out what I built, you know, with Now Valley, uh, you know, from taking that. And the guy I learned from was actually Wood Allen. So I don't know if you're familiar with Wood Allen, uh, but he's like one of the Time Magazine's 100 most influential people uh, wow. because he grew, you know, uh, a million pounds of food on less than three acres of land, which is unheard of to grow so much food. And so he did Michelle Obama's greenhouse or garden out there in the White House and she was there uh, and he probably taught more farmers, urban farmers than anybody else in the world. Mm. And so uh, that was my mentor for years. I went to Wisconsin and Milwaukee to learn from him. Uh, we would talk on the phone and stuff like that. So, you know, he's an older gentleman. Uh, now he's not really doing too much. He's trying to stay these so, so, you know, he's been cut back probably much all the way, but that's what I learned from as far as I'm and what he was doing and expanded on it. 
That's amazing, man. So how big was this first tank that you started growing stuff out of? How because we we know you went to hundreds and hundreds of gallons of tanks and, and all and millions of pounds of food, but how big was the first tank? Uh, the first tank was probably like a regular fish tank, I think. About a 20-gallon, 10-gallon or something like that? Yeah, about a 20-gallon, 30-gallon, 55-gallon, something like that. Okay. Was and what were you? What, what 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 was sprouting out of there? Uh, probably some lettuce at the time. I don't okay. even recall. Probably some lettuce. I was growing something easy. I got you. Got you. So you you would say maybe to the person that's just looking at this, they interested. It's like, man, I, I just want to do something at the house. You mean to tell me I can get a fish tank and some supplies and start growing lettuce? Give me give me like give me like a uh I guess an aquaponics starter for dummies kit. Well, people don't understand that you probably growing up when you was a kid, a lot of people grew up as a kid and noticed that their mother had a plant inside their fish tank. They never understood why that plant was growing so good in that fish tank. That's because those nutrients from the fish were supplying the roots, the nutrients for that plant to grow. And so a lot of times that was aquaponics. We just didn't know what it was called at that point in time, was aquaponics. You know, and so... A lot of households, you always see, you know, plants growing next to a fish tank, and it was growing and thriving. So that's actually how the pond is uh, You know, that's that's pretty much the start. It's a lot of it's a lot of stuff on YouTube people can get into and uh, figure out what works for them. Every system is the same. What works for me probably ain't gonna work for you. Everybody <laughs> has tweak it, you know what I mean, until it gets to go like they want it to go. So. It depends on how many fish you got, how you feed it, what kind of filtration you have. And so there's a lot of factors that go into aquaponics where if I tell you, you know, what to do, that don't mean it's going to work out the way that it worked out for me. And you're definitely going to kill some fish along the way. I got you. I got you. So what what would you say? Let's just say if somebody wanted to, a quick hit, they wanted to get their hands a little wet at it. What might be probably one of the easier things to try to go after if I wanted to start a system? Start with some goldfish. They easy to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're pretty resilient, and they probably survive. If not, you know what I mean? Go get some new, go, get some new goldfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing people can do is get like an IBC tote, one of those white uh, 275-gallon, 300-gallon tanks, mm-hmm. and you'll put you know, a third off of that tank, and then you turn it upside down, and that'll be your grow medium. And then uh, you just get a pump, pump the water to the top, and then let the water flow through a grow medium, which would be like gravel, or what's called hydrogen, which is a lighter clay, and that'll be what you put your plants in, and also be your filtration system as okay. the water goes through there for your plants. And then just start off with a couple of fish, and then once you start tweaking your system and your water looks pretty good and your fish don't die, you can add some more fish to the system. And then you want to grow a fish. You know, that's probably you found eating a fish. You grow a fish that's pretty much uh, native to whatever state you're in. So, okay. And you want to grow that because it's, it got to be, it got to do with the weather there. And so the weather gets hot, uh, you know, cool. The fish can thrive because it thrives in the lakes there. So you want to always use a native fish where you ain't have to heat or cool the water. Okay. Uh, cool. So like here in Georgia, we probably use like a bluegill or something like that. That's native. That's uh, not a super huge fish, but it's edible and it's still thriving yeah. in that environment. Yeah, bluegill, you know, catfish, mm. crappie, bass, something like that. 
Okay. Okay. You teaching us. You teaching us, man. We appreciate it, Dre. Tell me about this move to Ghana, man. What what got you out of Kansas City to Ghana? Because it ain't like you said, I'm going to move to Texas or Georgia or something. You, you said, I'm going to the motherland. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I always had plans on coming here. I was going everywhere else. You know what I mean? Uh, I actually went to China. And I'm like, man, I went to China. I might as well go to Ghana. And I went to China back to learn how to breed insects on a commercial level to feed to my fish, tilapia. Okay. So anytime you're growing anything, Uh, we got an international connection, so we may have lost him for a second. We're waiting to get back. Uh, we're talking to Dre Taylor about his excellent adventure, and it's in the aquaponics realm. He's out in Ghana right now. There we go. Get you back. 100% fat, 40% protein, calcium, and has a natural antibiotic in them that are minimal energy use for certain illnesses. So I basically feed my fish medicine mm-hmm. when I was growing the black for the Okay, so the so the soldier fly the soldier fly larva almost worked as a vitamin as well as a nutritional agent. Correct, correct. So I feed my chickens that, and that's 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 funny you say that because that's a, a good great source of protein I've heard for my birds. I just know they love it every time I break them out. They love to eat them up, and uh, they they really enjoy it. And it seems that it, it helps them with their weight. It helps them with their with just having more energy and activity. Yeah, and you'll get a better looking egg, a better tasting egg out of it too. Mm. I didn't and know so, that it had like a medicinal a medicinal aspect of it as well. That's amazing. Yeah, they they like use certain enzymes out of them for like medical industry and uh, like the lip balms and mm. uh, it goes a lot of a lot of makeup products too. I don't tell don't tell my mama that she probably won't use her makeup anymore. She know fly it's coming from flies. <laughs> yeah, maggots. Flies sound better than maggots. So. Right, right. Black soldier fly larva sounds way better than maggots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's great. Right, so you took the farm, you took trip to international waters, and you were trying to see how to better grow your insects. You you made a stop in Asia. You went over to Africa. You get to Africa. Now you don't want to leave. Yeah, man. Uh, came to Ghana. The one to come, and uh, when I touched ground, man, I just felt at home. I felt more home here than I did in the U.S., which is crazy. Wow. You know, you come here and you get more freedom. You're amongst your people. Uh, you don't worry about the violence. Ain't nobody shooting. Police mm. ain't tripping. Uh, There's a lot of opportunities here. The weather's good. So, I mean, uh, I'm loving it here, man, in Ghana. Mm. And there's all kind of opportunities there. That's amazing. That's amazing, man. What? So, what? When you're out there, you continuing all your growth journey there, uh, and I. And what is the difference uh, on that soil? Or right, did you say you're in the lab? Yes. Uh yeah, my you familiar with Habasha? Yes. Yeah, so brother Kashan with Habasha is my partner, so wow. uh, he okay. hosted me out here in Ghana. So he actually has he's actually like five minutes from my property here in Ghana that I'm developing out here. Cool. Uh, so he hosted me my first time, and I'm doing a development out here. I got a tour company, so I bring people out here as well. But uh. Uh, yeah, man, love it. Sign me up. I, I definitely want to go. My my dad has been to Ghana, Tanzania, Ivory Coast. 
one of my friends and, and coworkers, Corey, she she like raves over. She said she had some eggs and she's an avid blackyard chicken egg customer from our way but she said she went to ghana and uh they made her some eggs and she swore that they put some butter in the eggs it's like no this is just how the eggs come out here miss lady <laughs> yeah it's like they they smoother for some reason i don't know yeah. it's like a smoother egg i don't know why but that's just the way it is just the way it is. I love it, man. How are you? Do you utilize social media at all when it comes down to your your business or sharing the information that you're you're learning? Uh, learning as far as uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I don't do too much agricultural stuff on those no more. Mm-hmm. I know the Kansas Urban Farm Co-op page is still active in Kansas City, so. They post a lot of stuff there still going on and volunteers and stuff like that. So that page is active. Uh, I'm not, as I said, now Valley, I pretty much shut down last year. Not last year, but yeah, probably last year I did. Um, so I don't really post on aquaponics stuff no more. But yeah, I just post pretty much all things done and what doing my development and living in Ghana and everything that comes along with that. Amazing, man. If people wanted to get in touch with you or be a part of that tour, how, how do they how do they contact you? Tours, T-O, uh, Ghana, dot com. Easy. T-O-U-R-S, T-O-G-H-A-N-A, dot com. Tours to Ghana. So we do an Afro cello trip. It's Afro future now. So the nightlife, the cultural. So we do the dungeons. We do the slave river. Get mm-hmm. fitted for clothes. Uh, your hair braids, you want to get your hair braided. Uh, the nightlife is crazy. Uh, something to do every night. The food, the history, you know, museums and stuff like that. So I think I brought like 50 people last year. So this year, probably around like 75 or 100 maybe. What's one misconception that you had about Africa before you got there that you found out was, was just totally off? Uh, misconception, misconception. Uh, it's definitely different cultural. Uh, I don't know if it was something that I was totally out on because I, you know, watched YouTube videos and I was asking Sean about Ghana back yeah. and forth, and so I had an idea of what to expect here, but I just didn't uh, expect to be the people to be so hospitable. Mm. How welcome they are. You know, because back home we hear all this stuff that our Africans don't like, you know, us African Americans and this and that, but that's a total, total lie in me. You know, it's it's, what's up, brother? Good morning, good evening, they greet you. Uh, And it's all positive, you know what I mean, for the most part. So that's probably the biggest misconception uh, that they don't like us, which is a total lie. And I just like to get that out there because people take bad information to run with. We appreciate that, man. Thank you so much for joining us on Excellent Adventures. You you shared a wealth of knowledge. I know some people out there probably on Amazon right now trying to look up aquaponic systems and trying to figure out how to set one up in the house, man. Uh, but I, I appreciate you just giving that knowledge, and hopefully I'll be able to get on one of these tours out there and, and, and visit Ghana with you. Yeah, brother, come on out, man. You ain't going to want to go home, trying to tell you. <laughs> My chicken's going to be mad at me. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's chicken goats running all around here, so you can get some more chicken for sure. There we go. I, I just put down on some goats, too, so those are on the way. But once again, man, thank you for joining our show. Uh, anything you want to say before you get up out the door? 
Uh, yeah, I'm doing development, so all this wrestling and moving to Ghana, uh, trying to get out of the U.S. I'm building seven, about 72 total units out here. So the beyondinvestment.com, the beyondinvestment.com. So if you're interested in moving to Ghana, uh, building a house, they're starting to build in like the next couple of weeks, and you'll see the progress of that uh, coming up soon. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Cool, man. Thank you again. We appreciate you joining us, Dre. Appreciate you, brother. Come on to Ghana. For sure. And that was Dre Taylor once again, man. He's doing some amazing things now. He's he's getting people to experience Africa and Ghana to be specific. So I appreciate y'all joining us once again for Excellent Adventures. It's been another great episode. It's your host, Reese. I'm gone.